Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krupnik, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. WOGL HD3 Philadelphia from the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios where relationships matter always live on the free Odyssey app the revolution will be broadcast this is the next generation of talk now on talk radio 1210 WPHT Rich Zioli Trump jokes around about being a dictator, and of course, everybody loses their freaking mind over it. But hey, listen, that town hall meeting last night said one thing, and that is very, very clear. Uh, He and I agree. Joe Biden is probably not going to be the candidate. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here today. It is Wednesday hump day. Happy hump day. 855-839-1210 on Twitter. At Rich Zioli. Big day today. A lot to get to from the president's town hall meeting with uh, former president. Jimmy Matthews, uh, former President Trump's town hall meeting with uh, Sean Hannity last night. Biden today says if we don't pass this emergency funding for Ukraine, uh, Putin will win. He'll take over the world and American troops will die and blah, blah, blah. It's interesting as you contrast that with Israel and the White House is basically telling Israel uh, we're not you cannot occupy Gaza. Uh, this has to end. They want it to come to an end. And they're they're The United States is calling the shots with Zelensky and Ukraine. It's unlimited funds forever and ever and ever. We have to just keep writing checks. And that's the end of it. And, and because if we don't stop Putin, he will he will conquer Ukraine and then roll into Europe. And that's 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 the end of it. But when Israel says we want to eliminate Hamas, Otherwise, they'll destroy Israel and we could have World War Three. That doesn't compute with the White House. I mean, I'm just saying if, if Putin is the bad guy that must be stopped at all costs. Well, from Israel's perspective, that's Hamas. Hamas must be stopped at all costs, wiped out, finished. Otherwise, they will come back and kill more Israelis. And ultimately, their goal and Iran's goal of wiping Israel off the face of the earth will come true. So they're in the middle of this. They didn't ask for it, but here they are, and they're going to finish the job. White House says you can't do that. You're not allowed to do that. With Ukraine, however, it is we will write you checks forever and ever as much as you want, as much as you need. Now, what's the difference? What's, what, what really is the difference? Geopolitically, as they say, there's not much of a difference. Ukraine's our ally, allegedly. Israel's our ally, indefinitely. And they're both being attacked by outside forces. But with one, we tell them, you have to limit your response. You can't finish the job. And yeah, they may come back again, but you have to deal with that. With the other, we say, we got you, baby. What do you need? Here's the blank check forever and ever and ever. Now, a cynical man might say, uh, is this, does this have anything to do with the fact that Ukraine bribed Joe Biden years ago and Zelensky knows where all the bodies are buried, has the receipts and is not afraid to show the receipts? If he's doing the old uh, expense report, Whenever I do my expense report, I'm the worst at finding receipts. I'm, I'm, I'm the worst. So what I have to do is I got to take a picture right away. Otherwise, I will lose it. You know what I mean? I'm just, I'm, I'm, I, I can't keep my mind straight. I have three kids, nine, seven, and three. You could, get, you could understand. But Zelensky has the receipts. They're all there. He knows where they are. They're probably in the top drawer of his desk. 
And so this gigantic money laundering operation is going to continue until Joe Biden leaves office. Because he, you can't, you, why, look, from this perspective, what really is the difference between what Ukraine is facing and what Israel's facing? From their perspective. I mean, from their perspective, from, from, from my perspective, it's very, very different. But from their perspective, from Ukraine's perspective, they have to stop Putin. They can't let Putin win. From Israel's perspective, they have to stop Hamas. Hamas can't win. And they can't, they can't survive because if they survive, they're going to keep coming back. But, but Kirby is speaking right now. And Kirby's saying right now, well, Israel, nope, it has to come to an end. You've proved your point. Enough is enough, basically, is what they're saying. Ukraine, listen, we got your back. Don't worry about it. As much as you need for as long as you need. We don't even know what's really happening. We don't know. We really don't know. We don't know the body count. We don't know how bad it is. We have no idea. But then Biden goes on about all the terrible things that could happen if the money doesn't go. And so then I guess we're supposed to be a bunch of sheep and just go, well, that sounds really bad because if Putin rolls into Europe, then the world is finished. But I guess the question is, is it? Because Europe does have military. I mean, I know that everybody keeps equating this to to the 1930s and that Putin is Hitler. But there's a big difference in the world today than the world was in the 1930s, obviously. And Europe is pretty well equipped now. They're also part of NATO, which we are part of. And this North Atlantic Treaty Organization exists to protect these member nations from Russia, See, they didn't have a NATO back then when Hitler rolled into Poland. And they also had a many of those countries in Europe had very weak militaries. Part of the reason why the United States of America ultimately got in the war is because, let's face it, I mean, Hitler was able to roll through those countries. Putin's not just going to be able to roll through those countries right now. It's not going to be that simple. Tomorrow's Pearl Harbor Day, December 7th, 1941, a day which will live in infamy. And that really was what drew the United States of America into World War II. But I think the American people today have a, have a much different attitude about things. I know there was a big debate back then about should the United States of America get involved in the war in Europe. And after World War I, you could understand why people said no. And history has reinvented those people, the America First people from back then, as being these sort of anti-Semitic, pro-Hitler people. And it wasn't. They just, they said, we, we lost a lot of people in the last European war. We don't really have, we can't really lose a lot this time around. But that opinion changed after we were attacked in Pearl Harbor and Germany declared war on us. And we realized, yeah, Hitler's a a really bad dude. We got to stop him. And that's what happened. And Churchill was able to convince Roosevelt to get involved in the war. And, you know, the rest is history. But here we are in the year 2023. We just had a 20 year war on terror. Americans really don't believe that Putin is Hitler in the sense that he's going to conquer Europe. They just don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't think anybody does believe it. Europe is well-equipped to protect itself. Europe is well-equipped to handle the threat of Vladimir Putin, and quite frankly, so is NATO. But Biden stands up there today and says it over and over again. You don't stop Putin now, then he's going to roll into Europe. And he he keeps saying, he keeps saying over and over again, he says, well, uh, and he says so. He says, Putin says so. You just have to listen to him. I have not heard Putin say he wants to conquer Europe. I have not heard him say that. I don't think there's anyone who's documented him saying that. But nevertheless, that has also become the meme du jour, you know, the thing that is said all the time. And that there you go. That's just the way it is. And you just have to accept Joe Biden's word for it. Well, stop him now or he rolls into into Europe and he said he's going to. But with Israel, 
I'm not suggesting the United States of America has to pay for this war. I'm not suggesting the United States of America has to help. I'm just simply saying that Israel is literally right now being told by the Biden administration how to run this war. And they're being told to tie their hands behind their back with an existential threat that is looking to eliminate Israel, that is looking to conquer Israel. Much like how we are told Putin wants to conquer Ukraine and then Europe. So you can understand why the Israelis turn around and go, hey, you know, not for nothing, but this this Hamas thing, the the Iranian backed terror forces like the Houthis and (coughs) excuse me, others, not for nothing, but they're they're a real threat to us. And you keep telling us to cool it. But Zelensky just gets all the money he needs forever and ever and ever. And then Biden stood up today at this press conference and I listened to it and it was painful. And he goes on about, of course, the usual stuff, extreme MAGA Republicans, extreme MAGA Republicans who are wanting to have extreme border policies. And what Biden said today is what he's willing to do and what he's willing to give is some more amnesty officials, officials to deal with the backlog and amnesty. That's what he said. He said that's 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 what that's what Joe Biden said today. When it comes to that, he will make sure that they will have some people there to help out with amnesty, amnesty. There was nothing about border security. And every Republican who turns around right now and says, hey, we need to have some border security. um, They get laughed at. They get laughed at. And the other thing, too, and this is this is this is the other thing that I, I think is very important to note about what Joe Biden said today as well, is that he is not looking to have actual border security. There's nothing about what Joe Biden is looking to achieve today that would secure our border. What Joe Biden wants to do is he wants to deal with immigration. Translation? Translation is he wants to have amnesty for people. That's it. That's what he wants. That's what he wants. He is not out there today saying, look, I get it. You, 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 I'm up here asking for money for another country. I'm asking you to give money to another country. I get it. So what I need from you in exchange is I need what you want from me is you want to secure our country. Okay, that sounds fair. I'm asking you to secure Ukraine, and then you have to secure the United States of America, and you have to secure our southern border. Okay, fine, fair enough. We have a deal. I'll give, I'll give the money to Zelensky to secure his country, and we'll also secure our country. But Biden is not saying that. He's saying extreme MAGA Republicans are playing chicken hawk with our national security. That's what Biden said today at the press conference. That's what he was saying. Extreme MAGA Republicans. And he won't give anything. He will give no commitments whatsoever to actually securing the southern border. Donald Trump, on the other hand, said last night at the town hall meeting with uh, Sean Hannity, that's the first thing he'll do. It's the first thing he'll do is secure the border and he will stop the invasion. And he said, look, you know, if you if you let this keep going, you're going to have another 15 million illegal immigrants in this country because that's what the Democrats want. That's what the Democrats want. Another 15 million illegal immigrants in this country. And he's not wrong. I mean, you, you, you just you just have to look at what's happening. You just have to see it with your own eyes. But that's the plan. And this is why I get very, very frustrated with Republicans. And I'm telling you right now, we're about to get our hearts broken again. I feel it. I feel it in my bones. I feel like we're about to be betrayed again. 
And the reason why is because Republicans are going to go along with this. Whatever lame, watered down, willy nilly, quote unquote, border bill is in there, which will deal with immigration and will help the Democrats with their vision for immigration. And the Republicans are going to do that in exchange for voting to fund Ukraine. And they're going to be able to turn around and say, well, listen, I didn't want to I didn't want to fund I didn't want to fund Ukraine. I had to fund Ukraine. The reason why I had to fund Ukraine is because, let's face it, if I don't if, if, if we don't do that, then we wouldn't have got the border. So we have to have the border. And if we don't have the border secure, then it doesn't all matter. So obviously, as you can imagine, that's the reason why. And you're going to turn people are turn around and go, what? But that's what the Republicans are going to do. It's like the same thing of why they keep passing these big, giant, mammoth uh, spending bills. You know, the, the, these, these massive things that they pass, and they'll say it's because, well, I mean, we have to have national security, and I didn't want to vote for this, but I got to make sure our troops get paid. They, the Republicans always find a way to give cover with quote-unquote conservative voters. Like, I guarantee you they're going to renew the, the Section uh, 703 of the, or 702 of the FISA Act, which gives the government the ability to have warrantless spying on American citizens. I guarantee you're going to renew it because all you have to do is just scream national security and these chicken hawks run for their lives. They run for their lives. And they'll turn around and they'll justify it and they'll, they'll go on various shows, they'll go on Fox News and they'll say, well, I mean, yes, I'm very concerned about the FBI abusing the Fourth Amendment to the Constitution, but let me tell you, and then they'll, and they'll give a heartfelt story, you know, just like the FBI director did. But, you know, I don't want to be that guy who looks that mother in the eye whose son was blown up by a terrorist and says that I could have done something about it, but I didn't because I was too concerned about the constitutional rights of blah, 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 blah. You'll see. I'm not wrong on this stuff. I mean, this is how it play. This is why the game is played the way it is, you know. And they'll give speeches, and they'll 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 go after Christopher Ray, and they'll scold him. They'll scold him for all the things that he did wrong, all the things that the FBI did wrong, violating our civil liberties. They'll scold him, but at the end of the day, they'll they'll give him what he wants. They'll give him what he wants. And and here's and here's and here's what Biden said today. And this is this is what Biden said as he accused Republicans of holding Ukraine funding with their extreme partisan border policies. This is Biden today from the press conference. Cut number two. Holding Ukraine's funding hostage with their extreme partisan border policies. Let me be clear. We need real solutions. I support real solutions at the border. I put forward a comprehensive plan the first day I came into office. I made it clear that we need Congress to make changes to fix what is a broken immigration system. See, he made it clear. He's got to fix a broken, wait for it, immigration system. Did you catch that? Did you catch it? You did, right? Not a broken border system, a broken immigration system. There's a big difference. Obviously, the border controls the flow of immigration but that's not what biden's talking about he's talking about the immigration problem of the people who are here in this country right now illegally who need a pathway to citizenship that's what he means by that and the backlog and the immigration courts and the amnesty and blah 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 but in no way shape or form does what joe biden just say have anything to do with securing the border when you say immigration crisis to a to a lefty in their mind, you know what that means? That means that, that, that th- those, those poor people that, that risked everything to come here deserve to be American citizens. They're here now, and they should be paying taxes, and they should be American citizens, and they should be voting. That's what a lefty means when you ask them, tell me about the immigration problem. You go to a conservative, somebody on the right, and you say to them, tell me about the immigration problem, and they'll say to you, well, the border's freaking wide open, and we got, like, what, 10,000 people a day streaming over. Many of them are on the terror watch list, and they got drugs coming in, and, 
Yeah, it's bad. That that but that's the difference. That's the difference right there. You you sit down with the average Democrat and say, we have an immigration problem, don't we? Oh, it's it's broken. How do we fix it? Well, we need a pathway to citizenship. Sit down with most Republicans and say the same thing. We have an immigration problem. How do we fix it? They'll say we need to secure the border. We need to secure the border and make that priority number one, job number one. But it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen under this president. He doesn't want it to happen. The Democrats don't want it to happen. This is how they take over the country. This is how they take over the United States of America. By letting in everybody and anybody who wants to come here and then eventually giving them citizenship. That's the takeover. That's what they're doing. So they don't want to actually secure the border. This helps them. You know this. I know this. So Republicans who fall for this scam so that Zelensky can keep the money laundering operation going over there and so that they can turn around and and justify to their constituents who don't want the perpetual funding of Ukraine. They don't. Republican voters don't want this. It's if you drive by neighborhoods that still have Ukraine flags on their houses, which I get it early on. There was a lot of sentiment in that direction. But the ones that still have them flying now and it's not because they want Russia to win. They just realize now how long is America is mired away in this? How long? What does this cost us? When does it end? When does it end? And particularly among Republican voters, they don't want this. But you see, you still have a number of Republicans, the Mitch McConnells of the world and others, who still have that Cold War mindset. And Russia's the bad guy and Putin's the bad guy. And so, yeah, we got to give Ukraine the money. We got to give them the money. But you and I both know the real reason. It's because Zelensky's got the receipts. And when you got the receipts, you get to call the shots. You got the receipts, you get to demand the money. You got the receipts, you get to extort the guy. Biden is being extorted. Let's face it. You mentioned extortion again. I'll break your legs. He is being extorted by Ukraine and Russia, too. You think Putin cares about this war? You think Putin's really upset that the United States of America is funding Ukraine? He's not. He's fine. He's doing just fine. Russia is selling record amounts of liquid natural gas to France, to Spain, to Belgium. Let me ask you a question. I mean, France is a country, for example, that knows full well what it was like in the 1930s to have the Nazis roll in and take over your country in about five minutes. They, under, they know that full well. You know, the pictures of the Nazis marching through the Champs de Elise and, and all the Nazi banners hanging outside of uh, the Eiffel Tower and everything else. They're very aware of this. We saved their ass. I mean, we did. We, we did. We, when we stormed Normandy, we saved them. And they're buying Putin's natural gas. So how worried is France really that if Putin conquers Ukraine, the next stop is France or Poland or any of the other countries? How nervous are they really? Because if they're that worried about it, if Belgium is that worried about repeating the, you know, 1940, if they're that worried about it, why are they buying the guy's liquid natural gas? Why not cut them off? Why not shut them down? The reason is because it's a talking point by Joe Biden. That's why it's a talking point to justify the fact that he can't say no to Zelensky. That's the bottom line. Here's Biden from today. If Putin takes Ukraine, he'll not stop. He's going to keep going. Take a listen. I just did a meeting with the G7, which was one of the issues we discussed. All the European leaders, we are prepared to stay with us, stay with Ukraine. And our European friends are as well. Who in the United States are prepared to walk away from that? I tell you, I'm not prepared to walk away. And I don't think the American people are either. If Putin takes Ukraine, he won't stop there. It's important to see the long run here. He's going to keep going. 
He's made that pretty clear. If Putin attacks a NATO ally, if he keeps going, and then he attacks a NATO ally, well, we've committed as a NATO member that we defend every inch of NATO territory. Then we'll have something that we don't seek and that we don't have today. American troops fighting Russian troops. American troops fighting Russian troops if he moves into other parts of NATO. So then why would he fight? Why would he do that, Ben? Why would he move into other parts of NATO? And when did he express interest in doing this? That's the other question I have. When? When did he express this big interest? Because I haven't heard it. I have not heard it. And, you know, a great point that Bob asks on Twitter, Bob Gillies, he says, Gillis, he says, so answer me this. If Putin can't get through Ukraine in years, why should anyone think Putin's forces could run through Europe like the Germans did? It's a great question. It's a great point. The German military was Hitler built up that military in a big, big way, and European countries were not prepared for it. That's very obvious. European countries today are very well built up. Their militaries are strong. They are prepared for this. NATO members are prepared, and yet Europe is really not engaged here. So then if Putin knows then that the United States of America is actually then going to do those things, if he invades a NATO member country, why would he do it? But you see, this is all about writing the checks, baby. Got to cash those checks. And thank you to Hube Colossus Rodney for getting my reference. You mention extortion again, I'll break your legs. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Big show for you today. It's hard to believe, but December 15th, we are live at the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey. My happy place. I'd love to see you there. Please join us for our next and last final live show of the year. Please. We want to see you there. It's going to be a great time. The Grand Hotel is beautiful, and Christmas in Cape May is spectacular. So mark your calendar, Friday, December 15th, our live Zioli show the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey. I'll see you there. The Zioli Show, on your schedule. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. All righty, it is Wednesday, busy day. By the way, there's a report of a shooting at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Uh, don't have any details on that, but that is what the, uh, the the Fox News has on right now on the TV. So obviously we'll keep you posted about that as we get more details in that, whether or not it was a bad shooting or whether or not it was just uh, a shooting. I don't know yet. Don't have any details, but obviously like anything else on this program, as news breaks, we work to fix it and we work to bring it to you in a very, very diligent manner. So let's, um, let's circle back. I hate that term. Jen Psaki. I'll circle back with you on that. I'll circle back. Uh, let's circle back, shall we, to Joe Biden today going on about Ukraine funding. And you know, a couple things occurred to me and yes, you know what? We have the smartest, absolute most loyal audience in all of radio. Senex on Twitter says, hey, Rich, what part of NATO is Putin in now? What is Joe Biden talking about? Did I miss another invasion? Ukraine is not NATO. It's an excellent point. Joe Biden said if he moves into another NATO country. Yes, Ukraine is not a NATO country. That is, that is correct. Also, at what point does the United States of America declare, declare war in Russia? I mean this, really. I mean, th- this, is, this is the thing about tomorrow, December 7th, 1941, a day which will live in infamy. Franklin Roosevelt said that he said those words in front of the Congress of the United States of America when he asked them to authorize that a state of war exists between the United States and the Empire of Japan. And they approved the resolution because that's what the Constitution requires. I always tell you, go to the rule book. What does the rule book say? 
I am not the best rule follower in life, but when it comes to the rules of how our country works, the Constitution is a damn good rule book. And it says Congress declares war, not the president. The president is the commander in chief. Congress declares war. At what point does Congress pass a resolution saying we are in until Putin is defeated and leaves and gives back every square inch of land that he's taken? What point does that happen? Now, the United States of America is committed to that, and then that is a resolution passed by both houses of Congress. That'll never, that, will, that will never happen. They'll just keep squeezing Ukraine funding into various different bills. You are absolutely right about that fact. That's what they'll do. And Biden will keep threatening everybody, and it'll keep going on. This is what Biden said. History will judge. If you don't support this now, history will judge. I'm, I, 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 get, I get so tired of this. He brings up history to compare Putin to Hitler as if Europe is not capable of defending itself, as if we don't have NATO, as if Putin is looking to do those things. And then he gives us the, the, the forward-looking historical view, which is that we'll, we'll be judged harshly if we don't keep writing checks to this gigantic money laundering operation. Take a listen. Make no mistake. Today's vote's going to be long remembered. And history's going to judge harshly those who turn their back on freedom's cause. We can't let Putin win. Say it again, we can't let Putin win. It's in our overwhelming national interest and international interest of all our friends. Any disruption in our ability to supply Ukraine clearly strengthens Putin's position. We've run out of money to be able to do that in terms of authorization. See? I mean, history, history will judge. History will judge harshly those who turn their back on freedom's cause. Freedom's cause. Where's Europe in all this? Where is Europe in all this? And then, so fine. So then, so then Republicans, what they should say is, all right, you want Ukraine funding. We don't want to do it, but here's the deal. We know you have to because you are obviously, you're being extorted by the country because they bribed you. So we, we get it. We understand. We understand. We get it. I mean, who among us hasn't been bribed by a foreign nation? So, yeah, we'll help. We get it. You can't get out. It's a spiral. He's got the receipts. So you got to write him the checks. All right, fine. We get it. This is a major money laundering extortion plot. But you got to give us then a secure border. And nothing else, none of your nonsense, none of your nonsense little changes to, to immigration law, none of your little little games that you play with words. No, 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 no. You, you, you actually have to give us true border security in exchange. You're being bribed. You're being blackmailed. We feel for you. We get it. I mean, you did this to yourself, but we get it. But what we need, we need back is we need something. So we want a secure border. Do we have a deal? Nope. Biden will not do that. Biden will not agree to that. You heard him say it. He already said it. Extreme MAGA Republicans. Holding Ukraine's funding hostage with their extreme partisan border policies. All they want to do is secure it. That's it. That's the, but that's the problem. Democrats don't. Democrats don't want to secure the border. So we're supposed to keep writing checks to, to Putin, for, uh, excuse me, to Zelensky, forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever, as long as Joe Biden's president, because they have receipts. And at the same time, we can't get what we actually need, which is a secure border, because the president of the United States has already turned around and said, <coughs> excuse me, these are extreme MAGA Republicans with their extreme border policies. So then in which case, then why are we having any conversations about this at all? Really, why are we even having this conversation? Republicans should turn around and say it's done. We'll wait for you. You come to us with an actual bill to secure the border. 
and, and, and only secure the border. We're not playing any games here. And we'll talk. Until that time, we're fine. We're good. Leave us alone. The money is supposed to come from the, from the Congress, not the president. The president can ask for it, but it doesn't come from him. It's supposed to come from the Congress. So why doesn't the Congress turn around and say, hey, listen, here's my phone number. Like Speaker Johnson should call him up and say, here's my number. And when you're ready to talk, we're, it's very simple. You tell us you're committed to whatever we want to do to secure the border. And then we'll give you your Ukraine funding because we get it. You're being blackmailed. It's not an easy position to be in. We feel for you. You're being blackmailed. So, you know, I mean, come on. We want to help. But but then give us the border. Secure it. And we're good. That's what Republicans should say. They should turn around and have some cojones and say, we will not even have this conversation. We're not going to talk about it until we get what we want with the border. Otherwise, Ukraine's not getting a dime. And yeah, you can stand up there and lecture about Hitler and, and, and freedom's cause and all the other nonsense. If you're so committed to stopping the next Hitler, if you're so committed to freedom's cause, then secure our border and then we'll give you the money. Because otherwise, Mr. President, the argument could be made that maybe you're not so committed to freedom's cause. You're not so committed to stopping the next Hitler. If all we're asking for is to secure the southern border in exchange and you won't give us that, uh, somebody could make the argument that it's you who's standing in the way of history, that you will be the one who's judged harshly. Like, turn it back around on the guy. Turn it back around on him and make him. You tell him what you want. You're the Congress. You tell him. You're the legislature. You tell the president what you want. It's not that complicated, but the problem, though, is honestly, it says you just have too many of the Mitch McConnell's of the world. And a lot of a lot of Republicans who are they believe that this whatever this is the fight of our time against Putin and they're all in. And so the numbers are not strong enough within the Republican Party. The numbers are not strong enough to, to say that. So mark my words, what will happen is Ukraine will get the money, we'll get some stupid, weak-kneed immigration bill, somebody will be able to turn around and say something, and it'll be meaningless and probably struck down in court. That's the other thing. If they make changes to definitions of classes or, or, or of, of amnesty seekers or anything like that, it's a very good chance it's turned over in court anyway. But those Republicans will have their cover, and you and I will get scammed again. Again. And it's exhausting, isn't it? Isn't it exhausting when all this happens constantly over and over again? And you feel like just, this, is, this is their playbook. This is what they do. <laughs> and, you know, the, I'll, I'll, I'll play what Biden just said, too, regarding Hunter Biden. He was asked a question about that, and he got very, very nasty. But there's an update as Jim Comer and Jim Jordan are now threatening to hold Hunter Biden in contempt of Congress if he does not agree to a closed-door deposition. If he does not agree to a closed door deposition. So Biden was asked about that today. He was asked about his son, asked about all the reports that are coming out now linking him to his son and his son's business dealings. And this is what Biden said regarding that today. Cut one. Extreme Republicans are playing chicken. Uh, there's polling by the Associated Press that shows that almost 70 percent of Americans, including 40 percent of Democrats, believe that you acted either illegally or unethically in regards to your family's business interests. Can you explain to the Americans, uh, to Americans submit this impeachment inquiry, why you interacted with so many of your son and brother's foreign business associates? I'm not going to comment that I did not, and it was just a bunch of lies. You didn't interact with many of their lies. business associates? I did not. There's what? lies. There are lies. 
Thank you, everybody. Thank you. That's it. Get out. Get out of the room. Go. Bunch of lies. Well, those lies are starting to come to fruition. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. But what does Donald Trump think? Does he think Joe Biden is actually going to be the candidate? I'll give you his answer on that and, of course, why I agree with him. And I'll give you my analysis on that. But listen, guys, Christmas is right around the corner. What are you getting her? What you should do is what I did, what I'm going to do, give her the soft, silky, luxurious feel of naturally nude pajamas. That's right. Pajamagram's signature naturally nude pajamas. They are beautiful and they feel great. They're comfortable. She'll look fantastic in them. And you'll be very happy because you're going to get a, a wonderful savings, a deluxe combo gift that includes a free naturally nude nighty, a $75 value with your order. They'll ship it for you. They'll pack it. They'll wrap it, ship it, and you're good to go. And she'll look beautiful and she'll love the feeling of the comfort. It's like wearing next to nothing at all. Better than lingerie with a soft, curvy feel to it. It's just a beautiful, beautiful product. And that's why it sells out every Christmas. Pajamagram's naturally nude pajamas sell out every Christmas. So don't wait. Just go there right now. Pajamagram.com. Tell them I sent you. You will get the free nighty, the $75 value. They'll ship it, pack it, wrap it, done, good. You're good to go. And she'll be very, very happy. And you'll be happy that she's comfortable and cozy. And she'll be happy that you, she knows that you think she looks great. You, She looks beautiful. So everybody wins. But you got to do it now before it sells out. Pajamagram.com. Pajamagram.com. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. Oh, we're just doing some calculations here. What uh, so what is one euro today, executive producer Matt DeSantis? It is one dollar and eight cents. One dollar and eight cents. All right. So the euro is higher than the American dollar. Yes. Okay. Uh, remember, I'm not a math guy, so you got to help me out here. <laughs> Do I need you? <clears throat> so you said to me, according to tracking, it looks like the United States has sent roughly 75 euro, 75 billion euro, which which is uh, probably about, what, 120 billion U.S. dollars? I think it's 81 billion U.S. Does, dollars. I, I feel like the number's higher, though. It could be. Uh, this is uh, just from one source. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it's possible the number is slightly off. This is from the Institute for the World uh, Economy. Uh, Germany has contributed 20 bill. This is again in euro. UK, 12 billion. Norway, 7 billion. Japan, 7 billion. Canada, 5 billion. That cheap Justin Trudeau, <laughs> just like his dad. Poland is 4 billion. And then the numbers get smaller and smaller. Wow. The Netherlands, they gave him like a cake. I think they donated a pie. No, you know what they did? They brought dinner over. Now, you know, sometimes when people have uh, going through a hard time, people drop off dinner. <laughs> That's what the Netherlands did to Ukraine. They're not going to do like, hey, listen, we brought Big Ziti. <laughs> we know you're going through a tough time here. <laughs> it's the Italian way. Somebody's having a tough time, you bring them food. The Italians may have very well done that. They've contributed basically nothing. Yeah, that's probably what it was. Escusi, uh, yeah? Uh, we don't have any uh, a lira to give. Uh, I think the euro now, but... <laughs> But we made a bigger pot of meatballs, and uh, here's some gabagool. France, pretty cheap, too. Oh, that cheap bums. Cheap French. Ugh, the French, the worst. Uh, so we are leading the way. Leading the way. 
And Germany's only given 20. You know why Germany is given 20 billion, the second highest besides the United States, although the United States is obviously now, I mean, what, tripled, at least tripled what Germany has given. Probably I'd say quadruple what Germany has given. But Germany is afraid that Putin really will be the next Hitler and they'll kind of lose that asterisk. So, you know, they're very nervous about losing that in the history books. Unbelievable. That's such a dumb comparison. It really is. France didn't have an army. Well, first of all, France really doesn't ever have an army, let's face it. But, I mean, when the 1930s, the French army was not exactly, like, you know, conquering nations around the world. (laughs) What? That's just funny. You think France is confused as to why Ukraine hasn't just surrendered already? (laughs) (laughs) The shortest book in in the military library is French War Victories. (laughs) post-napoleonic era obviously <laughs> yeah they are surprised they're like like we don't understand why don't they just say give up <laughs> the russian flags would look beautiful in this square <laughs> come on man uh <clears throat> so what else so trump said he doesn't think joe biden will be the 2024 democrat nominee i'll get into this in a little more detail in the next hour but this is what he said last night talking to sean hannity at the Fox News Town Hall event. And of course, who he thinks could be the nominee. Cut number three. Do you think in 11 months he will be their candidate? I personally don't think he makes it. Okay, I haven't said that. I'm saving it for this big town hall. I've never really, I personally don't think he makes it. I think he's in bad shape physically. Do you remember when he said, I'd like to take him behind the barn. If he took me behind the barn and I went like this, I believe he'd fall over. I believe he'd fall over. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But, but it was okay. And by the way, it was okay for him to say that. He said, I'd like to take him behind the... He could say that, and everyone thought it was so cute. If I ever said it, they'd say, he's a dictator. He's a horrible human being. You know, it's a whole double standard we have, and not only in the law, but just about everything else, as you know very well. Um, I personally don't think he makes it physically. I watched him at the beach. He wasn't able to lift a beach chair, which is meant for children to lift. You can lift him like that. Uh, and mentally, I would say he's possibly equally as bad and maybe worse. But I don't know. I will say this. He's got vicious people surrounding him around that beautiful Oval Office. There are people in that Oval Office that are evil people, bad people, smart people, young, vicious. They're communists and they're bad. Who, they're, who do you think would replace him then? Uh, well, I saw one person on who I actually had a very good relationship with, but I'm sure that it would end very quickly. I saw him in your debate the other night and he's slick, but he's got no facts. You know, he's got no facts. Uh, I thought he did well, considering. You're talking about Gavin Newsom. Yeah, considering that he didn't have the facts, I thought he did well. You know, he said, <laughs> we have the lowest taxes in the country. We have the cleanest streets in the country. We're, and I'm saying, wait a minute, is he talking about the same place? <laughs> So he'd certainly be one. I guess they say that Kamala would be uh, the one, the odds to be. Because they say if they didn't give it to her, the African-American vote, the black vote, would not go to them. And we just had a poll where I'm at 22 and 25 percent with the black vote. If we have that, we can call the election over. Yeah, I know. It's true. That, that's exactly right. Biden is bleeding support among black voters and Latino voters, bleeding support. But the problem, of course, for them is that just dumping Kamala Harris for another white dude like Gavin Newsom 
is a problem for the woke lefty base because all they care about is gender and 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 gender equity and and, and so they would scream racism and sexism and if it wasn't for that problem Biden would be long gone. Really, it would be long gone, which is why I know it upsets Susie every time I bring up Michelle Obama's name. But if you bring up Michelle Obama, you've solved that problem. You've solved the problem because now you have a black woman running and you don't have to worry about the Democrats dumping a black woman VP for another white dude like Gavin Newsom or King Philip the Unaccountable Murphy with his rug, his royal rugness. So that's a problem. It's a problem that they have. And you cannot get around the Kamala Harris problem. The other problem that they have is that they all hate her guts. They do. They hate her. They hate her so much for the time that she took down Joe Biden in that debate. I'll remind you about that in the four o'clock hour. We'll talk more about that as well. Trump was also asked if he'll be a a, a dictator and will abuse power. Uh, And Jake Tapper actually was taken aback by the stunning admission after Biden says, I'm not sure I'd be running if Trump were wasn't in the race. So that's the question. What did Joe Biden mean by that? And then how can you get him out of the race? I have a theory on what they could do. I'm going to tell you about this in the four o'clock hour. I have a theory on what they could do to trick Joe Biden to get him out of the race. All right. I'm going to tell you my, my theory, my strategy on this and why it also has to do with the breaking news around Hunter Biden today, which is that the House Oversight Committee is going to hold Hunter Biden in contempt of Congress if he does not agree to a closed door deposition. By the way, update the suspect in the Las Vegas shooting at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas uh, is dead. We, I, they have not. I don't know if they've officially said if it was suicide or if he was killed by somebody else, but they're saying he is deceased. And I don't know if they've given a victim count. I, I they really have not. It doesn't seem like they know much yet, but we'll probably know more as the show progresses today. So don't go away. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Coming right back. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. 